mistress uh, hello mistress uh, uh, i'm 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 here for my my weekly punishment um mm. what what's it going to be this week is it going to be the whips the chains I, is it the soapy frogs mistress or, or will it be the egg whisk and the flying silence horror? you have been a particularly naughty boy i'm very disappointed in you your punishment will be exquisite mr tambourine man Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. Oh, yeah. That was Keith. Apparently. Being punished. Again. <laughs> and, and the weird noise you can hear is El Presidente playing with his new toy. His new. We oh, will mm. discuss his new toy in Merchandise Corner after these messages. There's a Merchandise Corner? There is now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, corporal punishment besides. This is the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh. yes. New series dated. Yes. Mm. Hasn't even been it's shown yeah. and it's dated. And it's dated. Yep. Yeah. Doctor Who will return to UK screens on Sunday. Yes, Sunday, the 7th of October. <laughs> it's mm. been a long gap again, especially if you don't count the 2017 Christmas special. The final episode of Series 10 proper, The Doctor Falls, ah! was transmitted way back on the 1st <laughs> of July 2017. Which would be one year, three months, and six days, or 463 days, between series. Mm-hmm. By comparison, back in 1964, the gap between seasons one and two was a mere 49 days. Mm. Even if that did nearly kill William Hartnell. <laughs> For a modern Who comparison, the gap between series one and two was 301 days. Ooh. The premiere episode has been named the pleasingly non-spoilery, unless you've somehow missed the regeneration last year, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Showrunner and Pip and Jane Baker fan. And Chris Chibnall really? said of this <laughs> New Doctor, New Home Jodie Whittaker's Doctor is about to burst onto Sunday nights and make the end of the weekend so much more exciting Get everybody's homework done sort out your Monday clothes then grab some special Sunday night popcorn and settle down with all the family for Sunday night adventures across space and time Also, move the sofa away from the pair of <laughs> from the parents, from the parents. <laughs> even <laughs> even move the sofa away from the wall so parents can hide behind it during the scary bits the 13th doctor is falling from the sky and it's going to be messy a blast <laughs> so far there is no word on what time on that sunday it will go out nor if it will be buffeted around the schedule as it has mm. been on saturdays since 2005 how this affects the likes of australia is also currently unclear as it will hit there in if simulcast in the early hours of Monday morning. Mm. Mm. I'm, the, glad, I'm glad we. 
I've been looking for the time because Naya, hi Naya, Naya, Hello, Naya. Naya will Hello, be Naya. over here then. Ooh, mm-hmm. I think, and she wants to know what time it will be on. And I feel I failed her in not being able to answer that question. We probably what? won't know officially until two weeks before. Can't we just go mm. onto the TiVo and jump forward days and no. days and days? <laughs> so we go forward two weeks, I think. No. On the TiVo. What's, what's uh. the nine o'clock Amdram at the moment? Dr- um, Amdram, not Amdram. Amdram. <laughs> Amdram. <laughs> Amdram. <laughs> have gone downhill. Yeah. <laughs> um, this <laughs> week from the Crawley Crack House. <laughs> The, the nine o'clock costume drama. Oh, no. Vanity Fair. How many weeks has that got? Oh, they won't Ooh. show it at nine o'clock. That would no, be ridiculous. No, no. No, the implication here I is it's, it's a family a viewing. Yeah, yeah. it'll be early so evening. Early evening yeah. So it might be six thirty, maybe before, yeah, before Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. House players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the after the news and before players. Antiques Roadshow, they've also got the dancing thing, haven't they? Results. Strictly come dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's just started on on BBC One again. So they've got to fit that in. So whether that would mean it will shift around a bit, I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, hopefully not. Choose a time and stick to it. Mm. (laughs) Even if it is nine o'clock at night, choose a time. It won't be nine o'clock at night. (laughs) Might be eight o'clock at a stretch. I doubt it'll be that because it's aimed at the kids and they have to go to bed early because it's a school Mm. night. Yeah, I think generally eight o'clock considered a bit of a failure. I'm going to place a shiny pound. On seven o'clock. Oh, you're going yeah, for seven. I think sometime between six thirty and mm, seven. I'd say six thirty. Shiny pounds. So just to be contrary, I will go six thirty. Could he be as early as five thirty. Christmas okay. Day is about five thirty generally, isn't it? Mm. That's Christmas yeah, that's because everyone's passed yeah. out from having lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any more news? Henry Cavill. 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 Carvery. Henry Carvery. Henry Carvery, yep. Toby Carvery. Toby Carvery. Henry Cavill. Cavill. Superman turns into the Watcher. Witcher. Sorry, Witcher. Everything about this sentence has been wrong. They can't be your own. Everything. No, Henry's right. Superman. Henry, Henry, Henry Cavill. You're really, really bad at reading the news. Reading in general is an issue. Oh, no. Turns into the Witcher. Anyway, okay. yes. so he's turned into the Witcher, has he, Jean? Thank Someone you. else doing it. Jean's having a crisis. Oh, dear. Cavill is done with trying to breathe some life into the oh, murderous... Hang on, you missed... Someone else. Oh, bugger. <laughs> you are not know she missed At least I got the first thing there. I think I'm missing bits. Barely. There are missing. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words in that headline Hello, and an exclamation mark. Please and you got five of this them wrong. No, I got two. Do you understand five the torture I have to go to? Can we I set up some kind of fund to try to rescue me, to get me out of this? This Chaos is my life. (laughs) Jean? Yes. Would you like to start again? No, I can't. Shall I read it for you? No, let one of the boys you try. You read the last one. Okay. I'm oh, going to read it. Dyslexia boy, sorry, you are let, not Let one it. of the men read it. Okay, Andy. No, what's your name? Adam. <laughs> That's Adam. Adam, you read it. Oh, try. <laughs> Have I got a small phone here? Okay. Toby Carvery. Toby. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Who? Henry Cavill. Is he Superman? He was. Oh, excellent. Mm. Was? Superman? Was. You said his name really well, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's becoming you. the 
Witcher. He is. You know, it's from Jersey, you know. If you were a bit thick, you might confuse the Witcher with the Watcher because they do sound similar. Yeah. Especially if you've got mm. tears in your eyes. Well, from one's laughing. got kind of grey hair, and one's entirely white. Yes, yeah, so the similarity. Yeah, mm. that's true. Well, so what's Henry Cavill done? Well, <laughs> he was a one-time owner of a magnificent CGI upper lip. A CGI uh, upper was, lip. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He's trading that in for a cape and a horse named Roach. Hang on. Uh, and hang a sword on. I, I think we need to have some explanation here. I'm getting puzzled looks. Gene, they CGI'd his moustache. When, when... <laughs> look at me, Gene, Gene, hello. Over here. Think, over here. When they were do filming a few pick-up shots for... Um, Half film, pretty much. Yeah, sort of re- re-filming... <laughs> oh, God, what is it? Justice League? Yeah, so when they were filming Justice League, he was away filming uh, Mission Impossible. And for Mission Impossible, uh, he grew a thick, bushy, upper moustache lip. Oh, they CGI'd it off. They uh, asked him to come back. Upper moustache lip? They, they asked him to come <laughs> back to refilm a few things. <laughs> and I think it was either the people who were making Mission Impossible saying, yes, you can do that, but you're not allowed to touch his t- upper lip. Uh, so they had to CGI it out. Too. <laughs> okay. See, I didn't bother with Superman. Just a minute. Thank you for advising me of that. That's okay. Right, anyway, where was I? Uh, (laughs) Magnificent CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, McCavill is done with trying to breathe some life into the murderous Superman. Instead, signed up as a lead character, Geralt Rivia. Mm -hmm. Netflix upcoming, Mm -hmm. The Witcher TV series. Yay, Geralt! Yeah, the eight-episode first series will be based on the original novels and short stories by... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Andrew... Come on. Andrew Sapkowski. Sapkowski. Oh, bloody hell. Again, again. Sapkowski. Andrzej Sapkowski. Who wants to be a creative consultant on the uh, project? He said of it. <laughs> um, Come Polish. In Polish. Yeah, Polish. In Polish. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's I dare be, you to no. try Polish. It's going to be one of those podcasts. I will alienate half the population of Crawley. <laughs> I'm thrilled that Netflix is going to be a doing an adaptation of my stories, staying true to the source material and the themes that I have spent over 30 years writing. So, like, that's not going to insult someone who's Polish. No. <laughs> you couldn't even do a good Polish impersonation of him. Or Chris Eubank or Brian Sewell. <laughs> Little is currently known, though Netflix are hoping for a 2019 release, presumably late 2019 given the current date but uh, yeah we'll find out that should be good you've read the books you've played the game now watch the film apparently I have a small addendum with this oh yeah they're um casting for Siri has caused yeah has caused something of a controversy because they are going for I'm not sure if it's either Asian or a woman of colour yeah but Siri in the books and because it's set in so Poland, is she? Oh, as I say, do they she's mention white, her colour at all in the books? I'm not sure yeah, if they mention because yeah, I've the read the first is... book. I've read the first book, but uh, she's not in that. Yeah. In the seed, in the game, she is a white Caucasian yeah. with white hair, and, uh, with, no. with white hair yeah. and a scar. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't suppose I, see, I can't see how that matters because she's not his daughter. No, no, she's no. his ward. Yes. I can't see the problem because when you read the Harry Potter, Potter books, Harm, Harm, Hermione, Hermione mm-hmm. has got dark curly hair. Yeah, she, and yeah, quite she's quite a bit more Asian, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. not 
Emma Watson. Yeah. <laughs> no. Which came first, the books or the the books? Um, the, books the, books film? the books. The game is meant to be set after the books are finished. Mm. Oh, That's going to be interesting okay. to see who they choose. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of characters. Oh, yeah. In theory, it's going to be a big budget thing to yeah. almost rival Game of Thrones. It, it would be in the Game of Thrones style. Yeah. That's probably what they're looking for to capture that market but for when Game of Thrones finishes. Fewer lead characters being killed off, I expect. <laughs> Will Roach be a devil horse? Ah, Maybe. that depends. Will he suddenly appear through walls like he does in the game? <laughs> Only because you Will ride you, him yeah. through walls. Will you get him to the edge of a cliff and him neigh, and then you make him jump and he bounce down the cliff on his nose? <laughs> <laughs> and then when you think, yeah, I survived this, you get to the bottom of the cliff and you go, Ugh, and <laughs> as he falls on top of you. <laughs> you have slid down the mountainside on Roach. I have, that was that. That was quite stylish. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline Pierce. Dead. Flamboyant actress Jacqueline Pierce has teleported to death, aged 74. Pierce is best known for her iconic role as Servalan, the chief villain in all four seasons and numerous audio plays of Blake Seven. For Doctor Who, she played Cassini in The Two Doctors and on audio played Cardinal Alistra during the Time War period opposite John Hurt and Paul McGann. Mm. Pierce was diagnosed with lung cancer in August 2018 and died shortly after on the 3rd of September 2018. More on her later in this podcast. Mm. Yep, died, was announced hours after recording last podcast yeah, yeah. She, she, often she, she I mean wantedly dying whilst we're recording the podcast I, I mean <laughs> some people have to time it that way any more news? Yes, I have another addendum. Addendum? Yes, oh. you have an addendum. Doctor Who role-playing game. Oh, yeah. Jazz uh, <laughs> <laughs> hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> They've um, released another fan book. Okay, so not unofficial. Not an, it's an unofficial one, but it's every single iteration of the Daleks you can think of. <laughs> okay. It's a Dalek source book, so it takes in TV series, comics, books... Ice cream cards. Oh, really? Okay. I'm glad they included the ice cream cards. I was worried they would forget that yeah. stream of life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I do, I do barely remember the um, Skyray sort of yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. they included the underpants? Daleks. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't well, got that far yet. Well, they were on underpants, so well, we need to know what alternate universe there, yeah. that came from. Well, it depends whether it is in a story anywhere. If it's in a story, they may have included it. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, it's free to download from the fan site. Siskoid or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hopefully there will be something in the credits. Sure if I remember yep. to give the link to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you've just spent a minute waffling about Daleks. Yes. I have so a- Sunday lunchtimes all over again. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a few dead addendums. Oh, dead addendums. Dead addendums. Dead addendums. Death notices. Dead addendums. We lost Peter Benson on Sunday the 9th of September. Okay. Now, you may recognise him more than know him, but he was... One of the veneer in the Fifth Doctor story Terminus, and he was better known for playing Bernie Scripps in Heartbeat. Yep, recognise his face. Yeah, he's in in Blackadder, Albion Market, The Bulgers, The Bill, Coronation Street. He was bore, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he died on September the sixth, seventy-five. Bad innings. He was Henry the Seventh on Blackadder. He was Henry Tudor. We've also lost Lovett Bickford. Okay. 
He died at the age of 76. He directed The Leisure Hive, the first story of Tom Baker's final season. First J&T one, yeah. Yeah, he never worked on it other than that one. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he of, didn't um, go brilliantly. He yeah. didn't go very brilliantly. But he'd been an assistant floor manager in the 60s. And to carry on the death roll, unfortunately, <laughs> we lost Dudley Sutton. Tinker. Oh, yeah. yeah, Tinker, Tinker. from Lovejoy here. Yeah. I must have, I thought he was dead already. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also been in Doctor Who, and I'm trying to rack my brains very quickly as to which one it was. When you say rack your brains, do you mean scrolling through Google? No, I'm trying to rack my brains, actually. <laughs> I don't remember him being Doctor Who. He was sure in was Doctor it? Who. can't remember for the life of me what Let's it was. Look it up on Google, then. <laughs> well, I can't see him being in Doctor Who. Oh, I thought he was. <laughs> but, but, make it up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure when I, I read the early on, he was in one of the episodes. Well, he's dead. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> so he's not going to be in it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got expelled from Rada. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Did like good fun. <laughs> the other lady who definitely was in Doctor Who is Zienna Merton. Yes. Marco Polo? Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. Marco Polo. She has appeared in the Sarah Jane Adventures, playing the registrar who married Sarah Jane and Peter Dalton. Yes. And oh. probably more famously in Space 1999. Oh, yes. yes, of course. I remember the character's name, but I can certainly picture her. She was also in Jason King, Return of the Saints, Bergerac, Angels, Tenko, Dempsey and Mate, Police, Lovejoy, Doctors, Casualty, oh. EastEnders, well, The Bill, Coronation <laughs> Street, and Grange Hill. Grange Hill, yeah. No, I've just scrolled through Dudley Sutton's IMDb Nothing. all the way back to 1843. <laughs> and no, he, he wasn't in Doctor Who. He wasn't Dixon of Dog Green, though. Yeah. I also have Pretty young. A, a, a nice addendum. Oh, somebody's been born. No. <laughs> well, it's nice if you happen to live in Sheffield. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> you can register for a maximum of two tickets <gasps> for Monday the 24th of September for a red carpet. <gasps> unmissable. <gasps> Screening of the first episode of Doctor Who. Okay, why Sheffield? I have no bloody clue. Mm. I think Cardiff might be a more. It's because yeah. Sheffield it hasn't actually had Doctor Whoever. They've just where catching does Jodie come from? Oh. Aye, that's no, a good no, point. No, no it's she's... not Sheffield. No, not she's Sheffield? a Lancashire lass. Lancashire. Right, I'm, I'm just guessing here. I'm just thinking, yeah. is there some Probably kind closer, of connection? Closer than Cardiff, I suppose. But... <laughs> and I'm Everything's just... closer than Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> On Monday, 24th of September, Doctor Who will be coming to Sheffield for the premiere. Of the brand new series mm. at the Unmissable Red Carpet event. The attending cast will include Jodie Whittaker, Whittaker. Bradley Walsh, Mandip Gill, and Tozin Cole, as well as new showrunner Chris Chibnall, which we still haven't worked out another ground for. And we're not going to. Um, <laughs> ticket winners will be able to watch the live red carpet arrivals and have an opportunity to see the cast close up. And Percival, please note the tickets do not include entry. Oh, oh, I love this. Please do not, please note that tickets do not include include entry to see the premiere only the red carpet event (laughs) (laughs) so the whole thing says win tickets by attending this event you you consent to be interviewed photographed etc so essentially you're entering a competition to go and loiter in the crowd basically you should save yourself the email and just go and loiter in the crowd anyway well if you if you are interested in going and loitering in the crowd it's on the BBC official website that's ridiculous Google Jodie Whittaker, please, because I have a horrible feeling she may have actually been born in Sheffield. No, she's not. I this, remember you, you, the you, remember the you, interview. 
in the ti- no the Times. The- oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not sure where it was, but it was some small village because the, yeah. the butcher had has now got a police box oh, outside. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's not. I know it's not Sheffield. It's it's, yeah. it's going to be at the Moor, Sheffield. Um, so yeah, there's got to be a reason why it's Sheffield, or maybe they just randomly chose somewhere out the hat and they wanted to have something up north and Skelmanthorpe, West Yorkshire yeah, that was it mm. where's Chibnall from? <laughs> so yeah, for some reason it's going to be Sheffield for the Premier good luck on you but you're not going to see anything other than some people coming in on the red carpet oh. if you want to go it's very strange. That's a really rubbish competition. Yeah. It's cynical, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you didn't read the small print the crowd, and you got there yeah. ready to go. I'm not sure there was much better news than people dying, frankly. Yeah, that was a real disappointment. <laughs> Thanks for that, Gene. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, we had to mention Sheffield and you won't get in to see it. God. Yeah. And that's the end of the news. Someone quickly Google in case someone has died. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes after we finished recording the last podcast, when we all got home nice and safe, we all looked on Google and discovered that Jacqueline Pierce had popped off. Mm. What followed was a very mixed feeling. You said a rude word, if I remember. Yeah, there was that, (laughs) oh my God, Jacqueline Pierce has gone, that's bloody tragic she was all kinds of awesome coupled with <laughs> for crying out loud <laughs> yeah. friend of ours young mitch oh, back yes. in the 80s early 90s stop snorting when he i, I believe it, it, was, it was his first time as a steward yes at a convention well actually i think he had a hand in organizing well, the yes, it, as well. it was it was a convention in cardiff mm-hmm. um he had worked and stewarded at a few other conventions and he was one of the four organisers of the convention called Carousel at Cardiff at which one Miss Jacqueline Pierce was a guest. <laughs> I can't say why I can remember it so clearly being one of the organisers. The legends that flew out of that convention involved the husks of young fanboys piled up outside her hotel room. <laughs> she oozed, oozed, oozed. sex appeal. And, and young say. Kevin, who was young. Yes, young yeah, at the naive time. and innocent. Young, naive, innocent <laughs> Kevin. Not she took a shine younger. to him. She did. She quite liked him. And one of his tasks was to um, organise the food in the green room. Shepherd her. And her. to guide her from place to place. Yes terrified the poor boy (laughs) and they they reached the green room and there was no one there but them and this lovely table of food that he'd sold his soul to gather and she took him in her arms spun him round and said kevin darling is all this for me yeah. No. And he's, he's not been the same yeah, I, since. I've seen, seen Mitch, he's been Obviously. outside, he's been a, a bouncer for a couple of a few private yeah. parties. So he, he, he knows his stuff to he a does. certain yes, extent. He does. But this. But she broke him. <laughs> yes. Blimey. Oh, And she did that to a lot of people. Yes. Um, she was glorious. It's, it's some of the tributes that ran in and uh, came in after her death, and it's the one from, from Russell, Russell T. Russell T. Oh, oh, he worked with her in the early 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. A children's season thing. or something. Dark and, season, that was it. And yeah. Kate Winslet was yeah. one of the stars, and she was like 14. Yeah. <laughs> and they were doing the read through, and Jacqueline Pierce was late and wafted in to the room on a, a train of silk and declared in front of these small children, Darling, I'm so sorry I'm late. I was up all night. 
fucking the, a Russian priest. <laughs> you may need a beep there. <laughs> it's a direct quote. It's a direct yeah. quote. At, at the same convention she was terrorising poor, poor Kevin, there was an incident on the Saturday night. The at that time stuntman and one of the other <laughs> actors had a, a, dis, a long-standing disagreement and it came to a head after several drinky poos and what have you. Libations. And, and libations. Yeah. And something like silly o'clock in the morning, I was issued to go and sort them out, knock their heads together and get them to their bedrooms with a few other stewards. Word got round. So there we are, all nicely at breakfast in the morning and Jacqueline Pierce comes down and she sits down and she picks up the napkin and gently fluffs it out and puts it on her lap. And, Tea, please. Nice cup of tea and then sits there very ladylike, very demure, leans forward and says, So, what happened last night? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and everyone just went, Whoa! <laughs> so, I want to know the gossip. What happened? Yeah, Who did yeah. what? Who hit? <laughs> now, Blake Seven obviously was when most of us mm, yes. first heard of Jacqueline Pierce. Oh, it's, yeah, her most and defining role, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Quite frankly, she took what was. Not the best written part. Pretty it was quite one-dimensional. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Could have I been blooming awful. I think it was originally written for a man. That's yeah. it, I'd heard well, it was yeah. written for yeah, a man. Yeah. Yeah. And she took that and turned oh, it into it in her own. Yeah. that. Yeah, did <laughs> it over the top. Yeah. She was brilliant. I was, how old would I have been? Nine when Blake Seven came out? Probably less than that. And she was, you know, there was all these boys... <laughs> and a couple of girls who were okay. And then there was, whoa, who is this person? She was absolutely amazing. Mm, so, Blake, yes, well, mid-70s, I mean, it was very rare you know, to have a female antagonist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the defining thing I remember from her server landing is the collars. Mm. Oh, amazing. Yeah. The collars of the breast, you know. Yeah. And, the whole of the 80s outfit. was based on her collars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the haircut as well. Yeah. I mean, she, when you look back at Blake Seven and at the time, I think, she was, in some extent, the main thing that kept that programme going and being a bit different. Because mm. um, working on just Travis, it wouldn't have worked. No. No, Travis no, no, was no. another, mm. let's face it, dull, predictable baddie. He was a thug. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. had, you, no disrespect, but you had two versions of Travis. The first yeah. version, mm. I think, was slightly more sophisticated. Yeah. But that actor left, mm. and the person yeah. who fulfilled the role was, basi was basically just a thug. Yeah. Mm. Well, the yeah, person wasn't a thug. Travis was a thug. His version. He was, well, sort of, he was just Serverland's attack dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always noticed throughout the, you know, sort of throughout the Blake 7, there was always a bit of a nicey passion between sort of uh, Avon and Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's when, what's his name? Blake. Gareth Blake. Thank you. Gareth Thomas left. <laughs> yeah. And the, the merger of Avon and Serverland just took it off in a completely different. Mm. Oh, good grief. Because yeah. they, mm. they were two mm. characters that were so similar mm. and understood each other. Mm. Both rather camp. Both <laughs> definitely camp. There is some extremely <laughs> dubious fan fiction out there involved. I bet. Avon sure. yeah. <laughs> no, because I always remember an episode where um, I think they're marooned on a base or something like that, and it's being invaded by sand. Yeah. The thing was, I mean, Villa was there as well, but I mean, the sand was gradually killing off all the weaker members of the party. Yeah, because yeah. they were going to kill Villa, weren't they? Well, I think the well, the sand was going yeah. to kill Villa because it wanted, um, well, basically, sort of Serverland and um, Avon as breeding stock, so it, sort of, you know, sort of, so it could feed off 
any offspring they had. There's some really weird-ass weird. stories yeah. on Blake's. It, it has to be said, though, Blake's little band of merry men are all supposed to be a bit rough and ready. And you've got Servalan, who's very much the iconic image of the, you know, the... The full-functioning full federation. Function. Mm. Supreme commander. Didn't those costumes and her attitude come over a little, shall we say, Dominating. <laughs> Just a little. I mean, I'm not saying she was challenging her inner dominatrix. Well, but... there, there is the line that sticks in my mind from the end of the third season when it was meant to be finishing her standing on the Liberator Bridge going, Maximum, maximum power! <laughs> you that could woman tell could was... chew the scenery. Oh, oh, God, God, yeah. She was having fun yeah. with the role. You could tell. Wonderful Guardians. outfits and yeah. sort of like, I'm just going to... I mean, if, if Paul Darrow could do it in old... Um, was time, it? Lash. time Lash. Oh, yeah. 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 The thing is, she did it with such style that it didn't come across yeah. as cheesy. Yeah. It was just... It, it, it had an element, it but, but, <laughs> but not in some respects as some of them had it was it was cheesy but it was part of that character well, that's the thing, because i was so young when thing. i saw it yeah. cheesy wasn't a word yeah. i understood mm, yeah. also it was just what she was also <laughs> yeah. as you were saying initially it was a single one-dimensional character mm. Mm. then after a couple of seasons they actually started writing for her mm, and it just right, went yeah. it oh, exploded yeah. Mm. yeah went off in all directions yeah. yeah now she was not just in blake seven obviously she was in doctor who mm. mm-hmm. she wasn't she in a hammer was she the lizard woman she was in a uh, the Lair of the White Worm. <laughs> I, I thought it was that. a lizard one as well. Yeah, that's it, the Lair of the White Worm. All right, okay, yeah. 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 Obviously, with all hammer horrors, it was as camp as a row of tents. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and the scene that always sticks in my mind about it, I means it'll be a pervy scene, this was, I know. Really? Yes. You do surprise <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a dream sequence where um, both Jacqueline Pierce and this other sort of female character are dressed as air stewardesses. <laughs> okay. and the male as pro- you do. And the male protagonist is dressed as an airline captain right okay and there's a bitch fight going on between Jacqueline Pierce and this other female character <laughs> and of course you know they start tearing at each other's clothing <laughs> and the guy who's dressed as the airline captain he's got a pencil in his hand and you see the pencil gradually rising <laughs> a bit <laughs> Is he getting muddled up with I the dream he had last night? I think he is getting muddled <laughs> no, up, yes. No, you watch The Lair of the White Worm. There is, yeah, she looks things. so different. I know she was like 20 years younger, yeah. but she had mm. such long hair, mm, yeah. and it yeah. just didn't look right. And she did a spell in Hollywood as well, I think, mm. because mm. I seem to... I could be getting this wrong, but I seem to remember a few still footages of her and Jerry Lewis. Mm. I admit I could be wrong, but it, it's in the... When the series was running, the Blake 7 Monthly. Oh, OK. There was a couple of interviews in there, so... Yeah. You know, it's not just she attempted Hollywood when she was in her 20s. Can't really imagine her with long hair. Yeah, well, yeah you remember Even the picture. She looks so yeah. different. She always had, certainly since Blake Sam, she always had short hair yeah. Yeah. in real yeah. life whenever I saw her at conventions. Yeah. She was also good value at conventions oh, as well. Yeah. You do get some actors or actresses and they come along and they're very reticent on stage yeah. or they come she on and do the She was in the, the Katie Manning ilk. Yes, mm. she, for the audience at least, it comes across she was happy to talk yeah. about a career she was very exuberant in her personality she talked easily with it, the the get the um, it was another attendees. stage of her performance it was she, yes she, she didn't sit there and talk she it was her own memories but she would perform for the audience mm. i mean obviously we know a cassini from the two doctors cassini isn't it cassini cassini yeah. sorry Cassini. but i haven't heard any of the 
John Hurt War Doctor. She was, oh, she's a major character. She's the major yeah. protagonist, is, is basically the Doctor's contact with the Council. And it's basically, she's the one who's dropping him in the middle of trouble to sort it out. Yeah. She was also Johnny Alpha's aunt in the Strontium Dog Big Finishes. Blimey. Oh, was she? Huh? Yeah, she, she, she popped up in a couple of those. Yeah. Did Big Finish also do Blake Seven? Yes. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Was she in those? Yep. I don't know. Yep. I haven't. Oh, do you remember Moondial, the children's... Yeah. Yeah. She was in Vaguely. that. Everyone is frantically Googling yeah, at the yeah. moment, looking up... The Born Identity, the TV movie version of it. I can't... <laughs> now, see, I, I like the Carry On films. I don't remember in this, but she was apparently in Carry On, Don't Lose Your Head. Really? Mm. Yeah. That would have been when she was a jobbing actress. Yeah, jobbing actress. Mm. 1966. Yeah. A bit past. Yeah. Yeah. She did all the, um, all the regulars, Man in a Suitcase, The Avengers... Several plays stuff. of the week. Yeah. Callan. And her first role was in Danger Man. Danger Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> she was Penfield. Apparently she was also in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, yeah. But uh, certainly in the in her later life, she had a very distinctive voice because the voice lowered quite a lot. Yeah. Don't know if she spoke heavily, maybe. In yeah. age. Explain yeah, lung she, cancer. Lung cancer, yeah. Although women's voices do get deeper. It does. As we get older. That's when we can go really low. <laughs> it doesn't work when you've got a bit of a cold coming on, though. No. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> that's, that's why I come... Oh, Tegan, the actress's name. Janet Fielding. Janet Fielding, when she came back to do the voiceovers for the podcast, she started from the eye and then brought the character down through the episode because <laughs> I can't stay up there anymore. <laughs> Louise Jameson does for Leela. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, so sad. Yes. Mm, and also, yeah. these are a bit of a hole again in Big Finishes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wond- wondering what they're going to do for the time. Time War because at the moment they're doing the Eighth Doctor version of yeah, the Time War with prequel to the John Hurt yeah stuff, with Cardinal Lestra yeah well the yeah. good so, thing about Time Wars is they can regenerate so. yeah, but, but no, she's no, appeared she's, after she's appeared that, with John Hurt oh, which well. is meant to be taking place later but if it's a prequel she, she did a Romana she controlled the regeneration and went back mm. again she mm. could regenerate she could be one character then have regenerated then you see the bit with the, the war master then she regenerates after that <laughs> yeah that's, that's what back they into could do yeah. old body okay. revisiting the old favourites yeah maybe maybe <laughs> so yeah that's another one biting the dust Aye. still not Tom Baker though. no no, no. the man is immortal yeah. <laughs> and we're all better for it Welcome to Merchandise Corner. Merchandise. Merchandise. Now, it has irked me for some time that in the United States of America, they have their own licensing, <laughs> BBC America, and they have lots and lots of pretty things like TARDIS throws, Doctor Who material, bags, and other sundries which we do not get out here. Mm-hmm. But little did I know that this irk, my ire would be irked even more by a mere sonic screwdriver. Ooh. For lo, we have the English sonic screwdriver for the 13th Doctor, but it doesn't twizzle. We have the English, the American one, 
which goes round and round. Basically, <laughs> they have licensed the American one and it's smaller. It's better designed and it's just so much nicer. <laughs> she just likes the twirly setting mm, that it goes round and round and round. Setting X. Yeah. It's a good setting. So Keith, you have both. I, at no, the no, I've got I've just got the um the Ca- British one here. The character options one, yeah. The character mm. options. What's the options on the character options one? Uh, we have Sonic. We have what is called the diagnostic. I like that. And then we have a third one, which seems to be another sort of Sonic. It has two buttons on the body, but only one of them is actually a functioning button. You have to press it multiple times to get the different sounds. Ah. Whereas the American one has two settings, Mm -hmm. which is your basic sound. doesn't do three different sounds. And then the other button does... You're the diagnostic. Spins the crystal at the end. Which spins the the crystal at the end. It's a... The American one's a little bit smaller by mm. about half an inch, mm. but it's so much better designed. The the the, details, the detail yeah. on it, yeah, it's... it almost the British one almost looks like a really bad knockoff in comparison. Yeah. To my mind, the the finish on the British one and the general look at it is something that's possibly found at the bottom of a toilet bowl if it was brown. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the only way I could describe it. Whereas the American one looks a bit almost wooden. Yeah, it has. A wood effect. It's still silver, mm, but it has a, a wood, wood effect, effect finish. I would say anatomically shaped. <laughs> yeah, it has been noted. I think all those jokes have been made. Mm, yes. <laughs> but the other yeah. thing is that when you hold them, the American one does fit very comfortably in your hand. It almost yeah. automatically goes into one shape position. The British one is quite large, and it doesn't seem to sit as comfortably. You're not quite sure how. Yeah, to, it's not sure to hold it. How yeah. to hold it? Mm. Yeah. Now, I get why the BBC give different licences to different places around the world. Yeah. If you give one licence to one company to supply the whole of the world, you end up with one fee. If you give one licence to an American company, one licence to a British company, one licence, you're getting more licences in. I but don't you know. would think that they would actually say, this is what it should look yeah. like in all countries. This is the prototype and it should be the same. You think they'd be closer to each other, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I thought so. Yeah. They're actually based on the same prop. Yes. So mm. one of these two companies are way off on their size. Yeah. I bet it's the UK one, the character <laughs> options one, which yeah. is wrong. Yeah. 720, the American one, just feels like it's the right size in the hand. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be surprised if this was wrong. I think so the, we've the yet British to see well. the properly the genuine prop. Yeah. Uh, I think it was briefly seen in the trailer, one yeah. of the trailers. Okay. But yeah, we've yet to see it in, fu- in function. But I, I like the fact that the American one is so much more detailed. The, the British one really does look like melted plastic to an extent. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's certain things I've, I've noticed is I think the American one has more screw holes in it. Yeah. Certainly on one, one side. One, two, three, four, five, six of them on this side, I think. Yeah. yeah. We only have, on the British one, we only have three and they're only on one side yeah they're all on one side in the american one but uh, there's quite a few of them yeah because yes when the, you when you change the battery on the british one the whole of the bottom of the handle half side of the handle comes off whereas on the american one it looks like only half of the handle comes off mm. the british one even without touching the butters if you shake it the light comes on yeah without yeah. any sound mm, yeah. yeah you don't get that glow. one with mm. the american one 
Yeah, so the electronics on the British one are definitely better. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, in terms the, of the sound. The sound chip. The, the sound chip in the in the British one. But is, it doesn't rotate. Yeah, it doesn't rotate. But I prefer the sound chip in the British one. Yeah. Mm. Because you have a distinct click. You press the button, then there's a click, and you get the sound come on. Mm. I mean, what would have been nice if you had the American design with the rotation and the British sound yeah. chip? Yeah. chip if, sound chip. If anybody out there knows how to swap the sound chips, please get in contact, because <laughs> we can do a deal. And the, and I do like the fact with the British one, if you just shake it slightly, it, the light comes on. You've got to do it at the right kind of angle. What I do like, which I don't know whether the American one does is you get an afterglow. You press the button, it buzzes, but the glow still stays on for a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the body, but not in the tip, as it were. But yeah. not in the tip, not <laughs> no, in the crystal. With the American one, once it's on, it's on, and once it's let go of the button, it's yeah. off. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. So they've both got good aspects to them, oh, but yeah. just on visual appearance, yeah. the American one knocks socks off of the yeah. British one. Like I said, yeah. you can have the electronics in the American one, yeah. but still re- maintain, maintain the spinning crystal. Mm. And this is what I find irksome when it's an English <laughs> British programme. Yeah. That sometimes we get the inferior option. Well, I, I suppose because the British one is, is more aimed at kids. Yeah. It's more of a toy, the yeah. British one. Yeah. Whereas the American one is more for the fans, I yeah. think. It's, it's more of a collector. So are they yeah. saying there's no fans in Britain? Well, that's effectively what they're saying. Well, I think they're thinking that the dedicated fan would more go to the specialist people like uh, rubber toe replicas yeah, who actually make the one. genuine screwdriver and therefore it will be handcrafted uh, machined metal, which mm. is probably in the price range of a three-figured number. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't done this with the other Sonics. The other Sonics have all been... Have there, has there ever been an American version of these? I don't, I don't know. think there has. Yeah, you know, when oh. we've gone to Hot Topic in America, from what I can remember, their their Sonics were the same as our Sonics. This is the f- this is the first time that I've noticed such a vast distinction between yeah the two countries' Sonics. Generally, they've been more or less the same from yeah. what I've seen. Mm. Okay, hmm. that was Merchandise Corner. Next week, we'll be talking about rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you have to go and find Tell us some about rings. your rings. <laughs> If you have any comments upon the merchandise in your country or what you'd like to think the BBC should be producing, email us at show at staggering stories. (laughs) Dot. Net. (laughs) Woo. Right, you've been writing to us. Thank you. Thank you. Multiple times in thank uh, you. one person's case. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> and, of course, thank you. Okay, right. Um, weird. We've heard from the hunchback penguin of Banstead and Rygate. Um, shouldn't we have dramatic chords after that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah, should. We should really, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. Right. Uh, he or she says, dreary staggerers. So mm-hmm. clearly a fan. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I always thought that I should write feedback to you lot, but yeah. I didn't want to until I'd caught up with the podcasts. Today, after many years of sloggage, <laughs> this almost Sisyphean task has been trampled beneath the mixed metaphorical hooves of my sloth-like effort. <laughs> Musical yes. crescendo, pause for eff- effect. Continue pausing, pause some more, 
Too much pause? No. Pause perfect. Continue. (laughs) Turns out that I don't really have much to say. I thought I would, but my advancing years have hidden all the comments I had been stockpiling down the back of the sofa of time, even Mm. the funny ones. The cream of the crap. Relevant and irreverent, both. As a slight aside, I found out today that describing the white part of bird droppings as poo juice makes some people squirm or gag. Anyway, (laughs) I have come to the conclusion that none of you really exist. True, true. I never see you in Tilgate Park, though I saw Adam in the forest once, but it was just a slender man. I never see you in Crawley. Thought I saw Scott in a car park, but it was just a man dressed in green collecting trolleys, which is weird, as it was the Sainsbury's car park. I never see you in the IMAX. Thought yeah. I saw fake Keith once, but it was just real Keith. Well, I say real Keith, but I always get him confused with George Clooney. I like this guy. <laughs> so in all my time in and around the Crawley area, I have never encountered a single one of you ipso facto non-existo. <laughs> now, a minor complaint. Mm-hmm. Due to my Pavlovian nature, I cannot but help join in with the single clap in your musical intro. <laughs> As I mostly listen while driving, this means that for a split second, I am not holding onto my steering wheel or my beer. Oh dear. That's how accidents happen. Shame mm. on you. Oh, get George... a modern car that can do the lane keeping for you. Yeah, George Clooney? I, I meant George Formby. <laughs> also, I have spent an approximate total of four hours in or around Crawley. Maybe you do exist. Ah, <laughs> Finally, wow. a question. Ellipses. Good or bad? Yours mm. ruefully, the Good. hunchback penguin of Banstead and Rygate. It's a new name and I'm just taking it for a walk around the block to see if it fits. P.S. There are no grammatical, punctuational or spelling errors in this email. Actually, you've used an Oxford comma where an Oxford comma <laughs> really wasn't required. <laughs> there are just traps to unmask pedants. See, they, they there just you go. It. <laughs> so, ha! <laughs> It was for omitted text, not a dash substitute. Okay. And technically, if you remove a dash, it is technically omitted, which technically means that you can technically use an ellipsis technically. Double ha. Don't worry, ordinary folk. Fake Keith will make sense of it and explain. Really? Go on. He definitely listens to us. (laughs) I'm just peed off that the Oxford comma was used where not needed. (laughs) What's an Oxford comma? Technically, when you use the word and, you don't need a comma because the and, it is implied, is replacing the comma. But an Oxford comma goes before the and. Uh, People don't tend to use, well, don't, you don't really need one, do you? Sometimes you do. You're going to have to clean up the mess. You know that, don't you? Yes. Ow, my head hurts. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for that. Yep. <laughs> We've heard from Pinky. Someone read Pinky Hello, out. Hello, Pinky. Pinky. Pinky has included some awesome photos. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Shaved her head by the looks of it. Greetings, staggerers. Hello, Hello. Pinky. Mm. Hello, assorted collection of awesome creatures. Except for the head of Pertwee. He head of go- Pertwee? Oh. We haven't said hello to him. Do it now. I did. I whispered it in his ear before we started. Uh, hello. Hello. Hello, Pertwee. Carry on, Pinky. Except the head of Pertwee. He can go and sit in the corner and think about what he's done. Oh, what that has would he done? take a long mm. time. It's all been a bit quiet for me as I've had no time to write between making cosplay stuff, the Nine Worlds convention itself, a three-day party that involved <laughs> camping in a field without any mobile signal, oh, yeah. birthday parties oh. and a wrestling match. Oh, oh. were you involved? <laughs> that, were they all at the same time? <laughs> yeah. 
and somehow doing my hair. Oh, never got um, any. I've seen the photos. <laughs> There's not been time to even tidy up properly, much less send emails. Okay. Aww. But I'm back for a week. Yay. Oh, cleaning good. up the mess before going away again. Oh, oh This time for a rest. Good. <laughs> for those that may have missed it, I've attached some pictures of my two cosplays, plus a couple of extras of the Centauri outfit. The Delirium from Sandman, I'm the one with the red hair. Oh, I didn't see those. So we've got some pictures of Pinky yep. with her head shaved, except she's, for a lovely long ponytail. She, she's as a, dressed as a Centauri noblewoman. I, I think I'm, it's I'm a ball cap, it's actually. probably a cap. Yeah. Yes. It is. But it looks very... it's not, her head has got some weird-ass lumps in it. <laughs> but it, it does look very, very it good. Looks it looks very excellent. good. Excellent. Anyway, back, back to the email. Saw some of your photos from Hooverville. I'm a bit sad to have missed it. Oh, it's rubbish. You didn't, but you didn't I was doing anything. unmentionable things in a field in Devon. Oh, yes, you said. <laughs> Probably not what you're thinking. Oh. Maybe. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Who's looking forward to Doctor Who coming back? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Joke. Question. Of course you all are. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a new Doctor, new writers, new showrunner, etc. <laughs> How could anyone not be looking forward to it? I just wish it would hurry up. And... <laughs> yeah, hurry up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite what she said, but we get the gist. <laughs> I shall return to impatiently waiting and tidy up the colossal mess made over the last two months. Be seeing you, Pinky. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Pinky. Pinky. Oh, dear. Oh, what? It's him again. It's shunned. Of Banstead and Rygate. Oh. oh. Dear Staggerers. Mm-hmm. Hello again. What? What? You would like to read out our feedback but have received none? Yeah. Hmm. I use the word tosh and aim it in your general direction. Look at the title of this email. Two. 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 Not sure what lexicographical device I can use to emphasise the word, but two. Anyway, I can only assume that I'm being shunned. <laughs> I should go and sit in a darkened room, huddled under the scratchy sackcloth of shame. Yeah. Yours resolutely shunned of Bansted and Rygate. Brackets, this would be part two of a running joke, but now seems to be part one of incomprehensible rambling. Um, P.S. I could have used bold, italics and underlining. <laughs> Did we perhaps miss an email? No, it nope. came in after we recorded. Ah, yeah. ah, By a few hours, bitch. I think. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, oh dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. We, we record on Monday evenings, UK time. Um, um, yep. um, the Griddler of Banstead and Rygate. Oh, okay. right, the third one? Oh, yeah. Right, right. Is, it, is, is Deals, the Griddler related to the others? <laughs> Deal staggerers. Yeah. So I find myself in the unenviable position of writing feedback whilst not knowing if my feedback is being fed back, back-feeded, feedbacked. Wait, I mean delivered. I can only assume that an overly enthusiastic spam filter has picked up a trigger word in my previous emails or that there is a lag between when I send them and when anyone bothers to check the inbox. (laughs) Anyway, I do have a question that at some stage I may ask, but I don't want to waste it until I know that communication has been achieved. Yours derivatively, the griddler of Banstead and Rygate, brackets, who knows if this one will stick? Mm. P.S. Do you think that if someone wrote dear 
spelt D-E-E-R, instead of dear, spelt D-E-A-R, at the start of an email that the recipient would pick up that it is a pun based on a subtle hunting joke halfway through the email, or would they just erroneously pick it out as a spelling mistake? I suspect the latter, so I best avoid starting with an unexplained pun. Do we have an accord? You're a moron! <laughs> <laughs> They're lying. They, dis- they found your button, Karen! <laughs> I know who you are, and you're a moron! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, your the reason I know who you are is because you talk like that. Mm. Oh, it? Yes. <laughs> you know who he yes. is. <laughs> your communications are being received. <laughs> Idiot. Who is it? Not telling you. Oh. <laughs> we shall confer later. We shall. And then mm. you'll probably slap me silly. <laughs> Just because you can. I'll do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right, if anyone would like to write sensibly to us. <laughs> can I email sensibly? And you can email se- well, sensibly. Yes, we'll try. But nothing else. But just... no spelling mistakes. Well, no it's only erroneous one word. Oxford commas. It's only one word. I will email you sensibly. Go away. I don't think we'll read it out sensibly. <laughs> It might be sensibly You can emails, do so but, oh, by writing to us at show at staggeringstories.net. Woo-hoo. Please lead us out, Crumbly. <laughs> Sorry, your freaky-ass clock is still going round. It's done 24 hours. What Time is a difficult concept for a clock to master. Lunchtime doubly yeah. so. Is it catching up on the days, not just the hours? Have you seen Edge of Destruction? <gasps> yes, which is what's freaking me out about it. It's got a clock that's going round here by the hours as a second-hand clock. It's just weird. It's not right. Jim. <laughs> Crumbly is leading us out. Sorry, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Hooray! (laughs) But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. What number are we next time? 299. Next time, yeah. Two away. Yep. In the next one, there'll be more of the same, more fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that... E for erection. Pardon? Pardon? (laughs) I was doing planning meetings today and the word erection was used far too many times. <laughs> did everyone after, after a while, you pure just have to sit there yes, yes. <laughs> Did everyone smirk? They used the word erection and express lube in the same sentence. <laughs> what? It was a car, it's something to do with car maintenance. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I nearly snorted my pen up my nose <laughs> and my pen was on the desk. <laughs> Neat trick if you could do that. Anyway. Educational. Erotic. Eruption. Uh, Edification. Of eggs. <laughs> Erroneously. Edging its way. Erotically. Erroneously. She said that. Okay. Irreverently. That's an I. Irreverently. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you cannot play the lead me out crumbly game if you can't spell. Oh, Edu- that's me. <laughs> Educationally. You I said, said that. that. No, I didn't. He did. I did. <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> Earwigs. Eric Cartman. Egress. <laughs> Very good. Mm. Comes egressing towards us. <laughs> this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye bye. 
You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 298, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers of the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Hello. 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 I should have taken a bigger breath. <laughs> Turning an interesting shade of blue. <laughs> that was very musical. Testing. Ha ha. Ha de ha 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 ha. Well, someone found it funny. Mm. <laughs> She's deranged through lack of calories. Well, probably- I never see you in Tilgate Park. Oh, God, what have I done? There we go. <laughs> I don't know. What have you done in Tilgate Park? My buttons. I can't. Pardon? Ah, found it. Ah, <clears throat> oh, itchy eyeballs. <laughs> no, no, no messing about with that because that could get chocolate on his jobby. On his jobby? <laughs> There's nothing worse than chocolate on your jobby. Well, I don't know. I was going to stick it in your ear. I don't want it in my ear when I've sucked it. <laughs> that isn't what you said last Shut night. <laughs> Dear listener, please fill in your own graphics to that statement. <laughs> Come on then, intro. All right. You've got to be a dominatrix and Keith is your sub. <laughs> I don't know how to what? do that. A sub. Oh. Submissive. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're so not like in no. football, then. <laughs> I'll tag you in. <laughs> you play William Shatner and sort of Keith starts going, oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to sort of look away, Keith? Would it be easier if we looked away? I mean, I'll take my glasses off. I won't watch your shame. <laughs> Don't look, give the man a little bit of modesty. <laughs> okay, you say the line afterwards. Oh, do I? Yeah. Yes. Thank you for spoiling the move. You're not being very submissive with your attitude there. That's not the sort of submissiveness I need. (laughs) Sorry, carry on, dear. You're up to Sophie Frogs. I shall shall redo the Sophie Frogs. Things you never thought you'd say for five. Beg me for more. Come on, beg me for more. Please, yes, more. Mr. Tambourine Man, give me Mr. Tambourine Man. Do you want it loud? (laughs) That was just wrong. I feel defiled. (laughs) You feel dirty. This is one I keep thinking is going to happen. June Brown, Dot Cotton from EastEnders, because she's 91. Sean Connery. Mm. Dennis Norden. I thought Sean Connery died. I thought Dennis Norden was dead. dead. Connery's still with us. I thought Dennis Norden died ages ago. He's not highlighted in red. He he might be a person who doesn't talk to anyone, but he's not popular. Which was the other one, Bond, then, that went recently? Roger Moore. That was it. Recently, no. <laughs> last year, wasn't it? Last year, that's he, 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 um, he's been within living memory. They got Stephen Hawking correct. They predicted mm. him. It's bad enough with her sitting over there killing people. <laughs> Dennis, uh, how could he be dead? He's on the telly. But I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this is recorded? It's live. Dennis, 
Dennis Norden. I think he is the one I'm looking at Wikipedia, isn't it? I could have sworn he had Yeah, he's still always very wrinkly now. That was one of the weird... That was at Heather's party, upstairs in, oh, upstairs God, yeah. in that little room thing that the we back, were in. One of the back There were some, like, bell jars, and one of them had that thing from Bullseye in it. Oh, bully. The bull. Bully. The bully, yeah. Really? So, so bully under glass. There must be so many of them out there. Uh, <laughs> what, was it preserved? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. some little bell jar. <laughs> you know. And next to it was a head, so, you know. It had skulls and, and um, birds and squirrels. Sorry, and sorry. And bully. Sorry, you find that they had a head weird... No, no, that was, that was a sensible thing. It was the bully oh, thing. Say, yeah. Considering how much we have spent time with a right. head. A head. It's not just a head. Well, if, it was, if it was Jim Bowen's head in a glass jar, then fair enough. I mean, oh. He's yeah. not dead. He is, he is. Oh, is yeah. he? Oh, that's right. <laughs> was that longer? Oh, is that no, all right? Because he's dead. Well, they could be dead. People. It would be bad to remove his head if he was still using it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a bad day? Here's Tom Baker, Baker with, with kittens. some kittens. <laughs> and there was about five of them all climbing on him. Oh. It was lovely. Was he dead? They no, eating him? He wasn't dead. No, they weren't <laughs> eating What's him. What's it? Oh, a quick message for Dean. Hello, Hello Dean. Dean. Hello, Dean. Hello. When we were at Hooverville, you kindly gave me. A robot fish, which we named Peter Carpaldi, oh. because that's clever. It had eyebrows. It and had we, some serious eyebrows. When we eyebrows. were cleaning out our fish, Vastra, we put Peter Carpaldi in with her, Electrocuted. and she didn't take a blind bit of notice. She didn't care in the least. Oh, really? Oh. So that worked well. Vastra was known for eating her tank mates. Yeah. Uh, which is why she's, like, nearly a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it goes round. <laughs> you should have saved that. You should have saved that. It's audio. It's audio. Jean, is this one? Do you want to go into the into the lavatory and try out the special setting, and then come back and report? Mm. <laughs> it goes round. Ooh. It's got a twiddly bit on it. <laughs>